0: Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Today on The State of Ukraine, what happens to Wagner now? I'm Greg Dixon. It's now officially confirmed that the leader of Wagner, Yevgeny Prigozhin, was killed in a suspicious plane crash outside Moscow. So what is the future of the notorious Russian mercenary group? Ari Shapiro put that question to NPR Moscow correspondent Charles Maines. Well, I was in touch over the weekend with a source who used to serve in Wagner, uh, specifically in Syria. Uh, He told me that the mercenary force had a contingency plan uh, to delegate authority in the event of the death of the leadership, in other words, Pergolzhin. And yet my source says that this second tier of command in Wagner has gone silent. Uh, Everyone's still waiting to hear what they have to say. Uh, Meanwhile, we've had an outpouring of tributes to Pergolzhin, including one here in Moscow, where I was today. Okay, let's listen to some of that reporting. So I'm near the Kremlin, uh, where an impromptu memorial has sprung up to Yevgeny Prigozhin, the Wagner chief, as well as his commanders who were killed in the crash. Uh, You can see people bringing flowers, uh, the Russian flags, uh, candles, uh, the Wagner insignia, and portraits, of course, of Prigozhin and several of the other people killed. A masked man decked out in camouflage with a Wagner patch, an apparent member of the militia is tending to the memorial. I ask him, what should people understand about Yevgeny Prigozhin? Patriot he's a Russian patriot, he replies, and ends the interview. Other visitors to the memorial were more willing to speak. <laughs> Azad Bikmulin <laughs> traveled more than 500 miles to Moscow from the city of Kazan <laughs> to pay respects, and with good reason. <laughs> My father is in Wagner, he says. In fact, he's on assignment now, somewhere, maybe Africa, maybe Belarus or Ukraine. McMullen hasn't heard from his dad in a month, but maybe, just maybe, he says, Prigozhin, who he says the other mercenaries call Papa, is with him. He might still be alive, says McMullen. The media has reported Prigozhin dead before, and we still haven't seen a body. McMullen's mother, Alfia, says her husband signed up for Wagner because of Prigozhin. She trusted him, she tells me. He was with the people and told the truth, and that's why the leadership didn't like him. He looked like a, a guy uh, who put his principles over over the Russian propaganda. Ivan is a 23-year-old lawyer by training who refused to give his last name out of concern for his safety Ivan says he's against the war and no fan of Prigozhin's, but he recognizes that Prigozhin's plain talk about the struggles on the front and failures inside the defense ministry made him a star to many in Russia. Because he gained his points when he criticized the minister of defense and he chose this strategy that was pretty successful. Bustling by the memorial on her way to the local Orthodox Church, pensioner Irina Pavlova says Prigozhin's rebellion against Russia's military leadership in June of last month was his undoing, at least in God's eyes. I believe in God's will, she told me. Prigozhin had fulfilled his mission on earth and the Lord came to take him away. Uh, Nastya, a local liberal activist who also won't give her last name, says whatever happened to Prigozhin's plane, it wasn't by chance. It was revenge for the uprising, she tells me. The crash came two months to the day after the rebellion someone, she says, took revenge. Alexander from Donetsk also wouldn't give his last name. He says he moved to Moscow after Ukrainian authorities brought criminal charges against him for separatism. He says Prigozhin died for speaking the truth about a failed war. 99.9% of people know what happened, he says, but you know where we live and why we can't say it out loud. Voices at a memorial to Evgeny Prigozhin near the Kremlin, brought to us by Charles Maines, who is still with us. And you mentioned there is a lower tier of Wagner commanders and they've been silent so far. What are the stakes for them? Well, Wagner is the most famous of the private mercenary groups in Russia, but it's far from the only one. Uh, There are already reports that these other groups and the defense ministry are vying for Wagner's spoils, its contracts in Africa, Syria that made Pragoshin a wealthy man. Uh, As to the lower Wagner command in conversations I've had, uh, including today, the sense is that simmering anger Pragoshin tapped into over the way the war in Ukraine has been run, it's still there. MTRS Charles Maines in Moscow, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. We'll see you again soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore. A new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics. Built to move in. Styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to vioricom slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning iXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up today at iXL.com NPR.